There's a big question that the Lord is bringing our way this morning as I bring his word. And I'm trusting the Lord to help us find an answer to that question. But as we go on, if you are sick in the house, you are going to be healed. In fact, I'm informed that there's somebody that has a pain on your right wrist by this side. And there's another person that has a pain between his knee and ankle, somewhere, somewhere between your knee and ankle. You will be healed. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 22. We don't have time this morning, so I'll try to be as fast as possible. Genesis chapter 22. Because of time, I will read from verse 4. Genesis chapter 22 from verse 4. If the multimedia can help us, please. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Hallelujah. It's a story that we are familiar with. The Lord Abraham had just Isaac, and um, the Lord came to him and demanded that the only son he had be sacrificed unto him. And the Bible says, the following day in the morning, Abraham saddled his ass, took his servants and um, Isaac, and uh, took wood, took fire, took the knife, and uh, proceeded to the place of sacrifice. And there came to a point when he saw Moriah afar off, where the sacrifice was going to take place, he asked his young men to stop or wait for them at that point while he goes yonder with Isaac for the sacrifice. But as they traveled along, I want you to follow me carefully this morning. As they traveled along, as they approached the place of the sacrifice, Isaac became bothered. 
and um, a question um, welled up within his heart. And he called unto his father. He said, Father. Somebody say, Father. Now, um, today is Father's Day. I, I, I think so. I think I saw some. Hmm. Father. That word means something very, very critical in the life of everybody. Everybody here, let me say, has a father. Even if your dad is dead, you, you didn't drop from heaven. Amen? You came through somebody. And Isaac looked at his father and he called him. He said, Father. Here we have the fire. And we have the wood with us. But I am worried about something. I know that we are going for a sacrifice. I know we are going to offer sacrifice unto the Lord. The wood is here. The fire is here. And I can also see the knife in your hands. But then, where is the sacrifice? Where is the object of our sacrifice? Where is the thing that we are going to offer unto the Lord? Isaac was invariably saying that though there is fire, Though there is the wood, and though we have the knife, they are not enough to replace the sacrifice. Follow me carefully this morning, because there is a pain in the heart of God. There is a burden in the heart of God that he is trusting you and I to, to there is a gap, there is, there is, there is, there is an emptiness, so to speak, in the heart of God this morning that is looking forward to who will fill that space. A lot of times we see the fire. A lot of times we see the wood. But many times, the most important thing is missing. And that is what is called what? The sacrifice. Where is the sacrifice? Was the question of Isaac unto his father. I am worried that we have the fire and we have the wood. But there is no sacrifice. There is nothing to offer unto the Lord. People of God, we don't offer fire unto God. No, fire is what God gives us in response to what we offer to him. Are you with me? When he what came down was fire. And that fire came down in response to what Elijah offered unto the Lord. So we don't offer fire to the Lord. Fire is what the Lord gives us in response to whatever we offer to him.
So if the fire is available and the wood is available and the knife is available but the sacrifice is not available, it is a wasted time, it is a wasted effort, it is a wasted life. There is something that God is looking for this morning. And that thing is called the sacrifice. Where is the sacrifice? We have a lot of things that we carry around us. We have a lot of things that we bring before God. We have a lot of things that we do before the Lord. But a lot of times... The sacrifice is missing. Something is a sacrifice when it is offered. Something is a sacrifice when it is surrendered to a deity, when it is offered to a deity. When something becomes a sacrifice, it loses control over itself. It loses its will. It loses every right that it has when it becomes a sacrifice. A sacrifice does not resist the dealings of the Lord. A sacrifice does not resist the instructions of the Lord. A sacrifice does not resist the leadings of the Lord. A sacrifice does not resist the, the chastisement of the Lord. A sacrifice is a sacrifice because it has lost his will. Are you with me? Are you with me? Excuse me, are you with me? Can I hear you if you are with me? Are you with me this morning? The reason for this question this morning is this. Many of us come to God. The church is full this morning. Many handsome and beautiful faces before God. Many well-dressed men and women sitting before God. But I've come to tell you this morning that as good as it is to look good, as good as it is to look handsome, as good as it is to look well-dressed, as good as it is to be rich, beyond whatever you think you have or know or are, God is looking for you as a sacrifice. Your life can only be beneficial to God as a sacrifice. Your life can only be useful to God as a sacrifice. Your life can only bring glory to God as a sacrifice. Your life can only bring honor to God when it becomes a sacrifice. You can have a beautiful voice to sing, but if that song is coming out of a life that has not been offered as a sacrifice, it's a wasted song.
You can have all the millions and billions to support God's work, to support church project, to do things in the house of God. But if that money is coming out of a hand that has not become a sacrifice unto the Lord, it is a wasted effort. So when you hear Jesus saying, for that day, many will come unto me and they will say, is it not in your name? We preached. Is it not in your name? We performed miracles. Is it not in your name? We healed the sick. Is it not in your name? We raised the dead. And he said, and I shall say unto them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I knew you not. If men that perform miracles are unknown to the Lord, if men that perform the healings are unknown to the Lord, if men that perform exploits are unknown to the Lord, why are they unknown to the Lord because they failed to be sacrifices in their lifetime. The fire is here. If I ask us to rise and begin to pray now, you will see fire here. This place will be hot. This place will be filled with the presence of God. But beyond your tongues, beyond your prayer, beyond your fireful life, God is looking for you as what, please? A sacrifice. The songwriter sang, Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I've been through, use it for your glory. Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you my life. The question before you this morning is that, are you offered? Have you been offered to the Lord? Have you been slaughtered to the Lord? Have you been surrendered to the Lord? Listen, 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 listen. You may say I am born again. You may say I am a Christian, but that is not the question. The question is this. Are you a sacrifice? Have you lost your will to the Lord? Have you lost your plans to the Lord? Have you lost your ambitions to the Lord? Have you lost your life to the Lord? Have you lost your, your body to the Lord? Have you lost your finances to the Lord? Have you lost everything to the Lord? Have you lost it to the Lord? Have you become a sacrifice? Has his knife come upon you? Have you been placed upon the altar? Is God in control of your life and your affairs? The question this morning is this. Are you a sacrifice? I've not seen where a sacrifice struggled with his master. Eh? When they eventually arrived Moriah, who was the sacrifice? People of God. When they eventually arrived Moriah, who was the sacrifice? You are not following me. Who was the sacrifice? Who was the sacrifice? Who was the sacrifice? Who was the sacrifice? How much of struggle did Isaac struggle with Abraham before he laid him upon the altar? Answer me. People of God, answer me. When they came to Moriah, Isaac realized, ah, 
So the question I am asking, I am actually the answer. Hey, may you become the answer to the heartbeat of God in this generation in the name of Jesus. May you become the answer to the cry, to the pain, to the desire in the heart of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Isaac realized that he was the answer, actually. So Abraham took him. Remember, before he asked that question, he called him what? Father. Can a father hurt his son? Can a father do that? There was a time Edna was sick, seriously. And I was not around. So I asked them to snap her picture and send it to me. By the time they sent the picture, I saw my daughter. She was, she was really sick and in pain. And my heart sank. Recently, I was going through my gallery. And I saw that picture. And I felt the same way I felt the day that that picture was sent to me. It reminded me of how sick that girl was. She was the one that was sick. But I felt the pain. Why? Because I am what? Her father. So, so when Isaac asked that question, he was actually putting Abraham. You could imagine the kind of, the kind of thoughts that were going through the heart of Abraham at that time. Meanwhile, he knew ah, that this is actually the sacrifice. He took Isaac. He bound him. Hands and foot. The boy didn't struggle. Remember that at this point, Abraham was already stricken in age. And Isaac was a young boy. I can't remember his age. What was the age of Isaac then, sir? It was he 17. A 17-year-old boy! If I were him, I would have pushed Abraham away. After you have wasted your life for how many years? I am just, I am just trying to begin my life. And you, 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 want to, you want to end my destiny in the name of you want to offer me to God as a sacrifice. Why did you not offer yourself to God when you were, when you were my age? I would have pushed him down. I've run away because if there's anything I hate in this world, it's death. I hate death. I don't like to die. That's the truth. I hate it. Somebody will just die. They will package you in a coffin, go and drop you in one hole, and they will sing, 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 they will sing. They will sing. And then they will just, everybody will just go. They will just go to their houses and leave you there. You are alone there. Nobody to talk to. Nobody to interact with. You are not coming out again. You are not seeing friends again. You begin to decay. You begin to decompose. You don't have anything to do with What kind of thing is that? What is this that Adam brought upon us? I would push Abraham down. I would knock him down. And I will escape. But Isaac understood the principle and the concept of what a sacrifice is. He surrendered. May you surrender. 
May you be totally surrendered to God. May you be totally yielded to God. May you be totally offered to God. Do you think that Isaac's relationship with Abraham would be the same after that day? No, you, you think, think I'm. Think it. After God saved him and brought that ram or that lamb, you think Abraham's relationship with Isaac will, will be the same after that day? Sir, you carry your son. He saw knife. He saw how you tied him. He knew that the only thing that saved him was because a voice, a voice came. If not, if that voice didn't come, that knife would have, would have landed on him. Where is the sacrifice? God is looking for that answer from among us this morning. Who is that man who has lost his will to God? Who is that man whose life is offered? Your past, your present, your future is offered. Who is that man that God has taken total charge of? That God has taken total control of? That God has taken total authority over? Who is that man in this house this morning? That is who God is looking for. So you will wonder why God helped Isaac and helped him greatly. You would wonder why his enemies couldn't silence him. Why his enemies couldn't defeat him. You would wonder why Isaac succeeded even in times of famine. Even in times of difficulty. Even in times of scarcity. You would wonder why God so much blessed Isaac that nobody could cheat him. You would wonder. It was premised on the foundation of the fact that he was a sacrifice. So today, you are saying, Lord, bless me. Bless me. Make me as great as Isaac. Let it be my testimony. Let me see greatness in me. He will tell you, but Isaac was my sacrifice. When a man offers his life to God, when a man turns over his life completely to the master, he becomes the master's responsibility. Are you with me? Where is the sacrifice? We have a lot of activities around us. We come to church. We sing. We do a lot of things. But a lot of times, the sacrifice is missing. Plethora of things that we do to make service interesting. May we not do all that and still miss our sacrifices. Sometimes you go to some worship services. Very beautiful sight. As the worship singer is singing. As he's singing. As he's singing. There are some things that are on the stage. Then before you know it, some smokes just be released. I don't know if you... You just see beauty. You see the singer clothed in that smoke as if, as if he is inside a cloud. Even when he doesn't carry anointing, because of that smoke, people will begin to respond. Even when there is no anointing. We can do all those things. But until we become sacrificing to the Lord, all that that we do, 
they are wasted efforts. The only state of a man's life that is useful to God is when he comes to the state of being what? A sacrifice. Are you with me? Quickly, my time is running. Can you give us Psalm 51, verse 16? About four areas that we must become sacrifices unto the Lord. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. Give us that verse 16 in the message version if you have it, please. Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. Somebody comes and he performs and we tell him that performance was flawless. A lot of motions, a lot of things done. Many performances and we rise up and we clap, lifting our hands. The Bible says going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. Verse 17, I learned God, God worship, when my pride was what? Was shattered. A man becomes a sacrifice to God when his pride is shattered. For God, resist the proud, but give it grace to the humble. Until God succeeds in breaking your pride, in breaking, in breaking that, that ego, you have not become a sacrifice. Whatever is offered is a waste. It's coming out of his thinking life. It's coming out of a life that has refused to be offered unto the Lord. You are here, there's nobody like you. Nobody can talk to you. Nobody can talk to you and go scot-free. You must return it fire for fire. You must return it woto woto, as, 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 as we say in, 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 now. Woto woto. When you hear woto woto, it means that person has really been dealt with. Say, if you give me one, I will give you ten woto woto. It is because your, your heart is proud. I don't like that kind of thing. Don't talk to me like that. You cannot talk to me like that. I will not take that from you. It is because your heart is lifted. And they took Jesus. They captured him. The captain of the host of heaven. They spat on him. They molested him. They insulted him. They humiliated him. They crucified him. Not because of an offense that he committed. Not because of any sin that he committed. But yet, he went through the pain. How come that you cannot be insulted? Who are you? Even in church, there are people that, they are too low, they can't talk to you. 
You are so high that even your husband cannot call you to order. And because you are the husband, you feel who is your wife to talk to you. You are a proud man, even when you are singing and we are clapping. You are a proud woman, even when you are preaching and we are saying, mm, 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 as, if, as if the thing is penetrating us. It is not going anywhere. God has nothing to do with the proud. Oh, I'm trying to remember a song. God will not walk with the proud or the scornful. I can't remember the many parts. La, 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 and walk with God. Yes. Yes. And walk with God. He receives, see, when God sees, sees a proud man, his, his, his immediate reaction is resistance. You can't pass. What it means is that God himself becomes your obstacle as a proud man. David said, the sacrifices of God, they are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, oh God, thou will not do what? Despise. Hey, when a man is contrite in spirit, when a man is broken in his heart, God cannot ignore that, that kind of a man. So stop struggling for microphone. Why is it only that brother that is leading prayer? Why is it only that sister that pastor recognizes? Listen to me. When your heart is contrite and broken, God himself will, will take note of you. See, they're inviting people everywhere to preach. Look at, look at Apostle Selman. We began together. We began together. We come together. He could not even pray like me. He could not even preach like me. How come he's everywhere? All over the world. Can I ask you to check your heart this morning? Is there pride somewhere at one corner of your heart? When God sees a proud man, his immediate reaction is resistance. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. Lord, give me wealth. Lord, give me car. Lord, give me, make me comfortable. And as the Lord looks into your heart, he's seeing that the reason why you are asking for those things is so that you can show those people that, that have been insulting you, those people that have been looking down on you, it will not come. Eh, do it for me too. Do it for me too. Let me also show them. Let me also show them that I serve a mighty God. Meanwhile, it is your own glorification that you are looking for. See how this brother just drove past me. He didn't even look at me. I waved at him. He did not even look in my direction. Oh God, when? When? When will my own come? Let me also show them that all of us, we are serving the same God. You are, you are, you are a proud man. The reaction of God towards you is resistance. You can't pass. Imagine that God himself is the one resisting you. 
When the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee, God now begins to resist you. I saw the shoe that the Kifabon wore last Sunday. Lord, 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 look at my shoe. My shoe is already saying, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God, Lord, when, 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 give me shoe also, that man may see that I have good shoes, that the Kifabon too may know that he's not the only person that knows how to wear good shoes. God already saw your heart. That is why some of you have dwelt at the same spot for many years and it is as if answers to prayers are not coming. Humble yourself because he giveth grace. When God sees a humble man, the next thing he does, he gives him grace. He gives him grace. He continues to supply grace. He continues to make grace available. Why? Because he is a humble man. And I tell you something. There is nobody here that is indispensable. Whatever you think you are doing, there's always a better neighbor that can do better. Until I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Shatter my pride. Some of you, some of you, your pride comes from seemingly spiritual things. Some of you cannot pray for 10 hours. And some of us were growing up. We took our time. We went to God and for 10 hours. 48 hours. One week. We were praying and crying unto the Lord. You young men of these days, I don't know what you are doing. You are taking pride in the fact that you can pray for 10 hours. You are proud because you know God. Here, man that have come to the full realization of God. The sinner says, the more I know you, the more I want to do what? I want to know you. So, the more of God you know, see, the humbler you become. I've seen some people, some Jews, some big men, Nobody's like them. They are all in all. They are all powerful. They give instructions. It must be carried out. And when those instructions are not carried out, they begin to cause the same people that are following them. The downfall of such men is not far. See, do you want early destruction? Be proud. Do you want an, a sudden end to whatever grace God has given you? Become proud. Nobody is in, indispensable. Go and ask Nebuchadnezzar. God can turn any man into anything at any time. How Nebuchadnezzar became an animal up till now, we don't have an explanation. Your heart. God wants your heart to be sacrificed unto him. As I begin to conclude, God wants your body 
Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore brethren that ye present your bodies a living word sacrifices holy and acceptable now give it to us in the message so that I won't need to explain anymore so here is what I want you to do God helping you he said take your everyday ordinary life somebody say everyday ordinary life what are they he said you're sleeping if you are here and the Lord cannot come 2 a.m. and interrupt you to rise up and pray because you're overwhelmed with sleep you have not yet become a sacrifice yes some of you sleep from 8 to 6 to if it's possible you can sleep till 12 noon until children are coming back from school God cannot interrupt your sleep he said you're sleeping you're eating. Somebody say eating. Somebody say eating. Somebody preached a message long ago. He said food. Man's undoing. Some of you have not fasted for one month. You have not fasted for two months. There is no day of the week that you fast. Once it is 7 a.m. All those carpenters in the stomach. They will resume work. Bah, 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 bah. And if you don't eat, it's as if you are going to die. The, the Bible is telling us even your eating must be regulated if you want to be serious and if you want God to take you seriously. For war besides a city whose priest, whose king, rise up early, early, only to do what? To chop, to chop. I'm like, we do There's a place I used to eat in uh, Bodija, those days. Sky, 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 whatever. Mala sky. And I get there. I pick my plate. Kilefe. Kilefe mi amala. Ati ewedu. Ati begiri. I do goofy to eat. When I combine it like that, oh, I'm good for the day. Food is a major matter in the house of God. It was what destroyed Adam and Eve. Send them out of the garden. I'm not saying you should not eat. Eat. But also fast. Don't allow food to be your God. We don't have time. He said going to walk. Going to walk. Walking around life. He said place it before God as an offering. As a sacrifice, your time, your sleeping time, your eating time, you're going to walk, you're walking around life, you're doing things around life. Everything that you do, he said, bring everything, present it to God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do. So, your heart, your body, give me Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. As we begin to round off. Let by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. So, the sacrifice of your heart. My time is gone. No, I'm taking extra time now. The sacrifice of your heart. The sacrifice of your body. The sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips. 
Listen. I won't be able to talk much on this. But I'll make this point. There's a difference between giving God praise and giving God sacrifice of praise. There's a difference. Are you with me? There's a difference between praising God and offering Him sacrifice of praise. When you are praising God, it means all is well with you. You have money, you have food, you have everything, you have... You ask, you receive, God answers your prayers, everything is going on smoothly, everything is fine, you are rejoicing, everything is at peace, you are paying your children's school fees, you are paying your bills, everything is good. So you say, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. As the Lord continues to do it for you, you say, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. But can I tell you something? Offering God sacrifice of praise is that kind of praise that you give when all is not well. Huh? You are sick. You say, Lord, thank you. Roshagun Daniel broke his arms. You say, Lord, thank you. Your mother dies. You say, Lord, thank you. As our brother was singing, in pain, when it is not conducive, when it is impossible to praise God, you still offer him praise. And men are wondering, what is wrong with this man? When everything is going haywire, when everything is going south for you, you say, Lord, thank you. That is sacrifice of praise. The offering of your lips. Come to that point where your lips is offered to God. And that lips is no longer available for backbiting. Are you with me? When your lips are offered to God, that lips, it, it can no longer gossip. When your lips become sacrifices, those lips can no longer kiss a mouth that is not your own. Not your husband, not your wife, and you are kissing. That mouth, that mouth can no longer kiss such a lip. When a lips becomes offered to God, he can no longer insult, he can no longer slander, he can no longer lie against people. He can no longer run people down. Some of you here, you are good at running people down. It's because those lips are not yet offered unto the Lord. May the Lord show us mercy. Finally, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Give it to us. As we rush off this place. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. Thine substance. Your money. Your car. Your things. Things that you have. Honor the Lord with them. Let them all become sacrifices. Unto the Lord. Can you rise on your feet this morning? Can you rise on your feet this morning? You will take one minute to pray. Lord, I offer my life afresh to you. I surrender my will, my intellect, my emotions, my body, my lips, my hands, my legs, my substance, my bank account, everything that I have, Lord, I offer to you. Can you, can you talk to God? From the depth of your spirit and with the sincerity of your heart, Lord, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. That's a man that is sacrificed. That's a man that is offered. Yes, just talk to God. 
Just talk to God. Rededicate your life to God as a sacrifice. I don't know what you want to do with me, Lord, but Lord, I'd rather have you in the dark than be alone in the light. I offer my life as a sacrifice. Circumcise my heart from evil. Circumcise my heart from pride. Circumcise my, my lips, Lord, from slandering and gossiping and backbiting and lying. Lord, purge me. Lord, consecrate me. Lord, wash me. Do a work of circumcision upon my life today. Even as I become a sacrifice. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Before I sit down, you are not born again, wherever you are standing. You have not become a sacrifice. Your life has not been offered yet unto the Lord. And you want to give your life to Jesus. Can you lift up your hand wherever you are? Can you lift up your hand wherever you are? You are not born again. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Jesus, be my Lord and my personal Savior. I want to surrender my life to you. If your hand is lifted for that purpose, just wave it. I want everybody to remain standing. If your hand is lifted for that purpose, just wave it. I surrender my life to you today as a sacrifice. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we come to you as your people. We receive your word with thanksgiving. Lord, we pray that we will answer this question. Where is the sacrifice? That every one of us in this house this morning will become a sacrifice in the real sense of it. Unto you giving glory and honor and praise to your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen.